Welcome to the Defender Bible Study, a weekly encouragement to equip the body of Christ through the study of Scripture and prayer to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children around the world. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, where we believe that defending the fatherless begins by being rooted in God's Word. It's Monday, January 11th, 2020. This is Josh Caldwell, Lifeline's Vice President of International Ministry. And today we are continuing our study on the book of 1 John, looking at chapter 3, verses 11 through 24. This These set of verses, we're going to talk about brotherly love. But first, let's think about what Herbie talked about last week, that we are adopted by God and that the Lord is saving us for himself in a future reality that is incomprehensible, and that Jesus came to re- reconcile us to God and to give us a secure life in him. And as we start today, I want us to think about, and I think it's appropriate for us to go back and look at the last two verses from last week's text, which is 1 John 3, 9 through 10. Before we get started, let's think about these things as it leads us to our verses today about brotherly love. Verse 9, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Today we are being led by John to think about our life as these adopted children that we learned in these first few verses of this chapter, and that being a family of God and being brothers and sisters of Christ. So the question for us today is how do we as the children of God love? And how do we show love to those around us? And how do we show the love of to our brothers and sisters in Christ? John emphasizes love here in 1 John. And so let's start today by reading the verses, uh, verses 11 through 24. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Verse 15, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we are of truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if any, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive for him, because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, that we believe in the name of the Son of Jesus Christ and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commands abides in God and God in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. 
we're going to divide these verses in three sections and then look at 10 ways that we can show the love that Christ has shown us. Let's look at verse 11 more closely. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. I love how direct John is here. Love one another, not just out of nowhere here, but from the beginning. In the beginning of time, we should love. Love is not a new concept. It is not a new component. We know that this has been from the beginning, and we should think in is a new command we have always supposed to love. Um, verse three, eleven. this section with this command for this message, we have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Let's look at uh, John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, Jesus gives the apostles this command right after Judas has left their assembly, just right after he has left them to betray them. And the local church that John is focusing on here have the same types of challenge, you know, that some have left their number and denied Jesus. Loving each other is a sign that we belong to Jesus. The, Herbie last week talked a lot about the family of God and the family of God that Herbie talked about. You know, we think about one of the incredibly important characteristics of that family. The family of God is love. And, and this starts like this for this, for this, this verse 11 is really referring to verse 10 in chapter three, referring back to, to that verse where disciples love for their brother is marked about being a child of God. First John 4, if we look ahead, verses 7 through 8 says, which we will hopefully study in the next few weeks, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. I, I want to stop here and just think about like how how direct this verse of scripture is and that I, th- I believe I really uh, resonate with these things throughout scripture. Um, obviously all of scripture, but these parts of scripture where um, we are just directed so closely um, to a very pointed command. Um, Let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And anyone who does not love does not know God. I think that is just an incredible way for us to look at love. And since God is love, the work of Jesus on the cross is how we know about this love. And it makes sense to us about these char- about characterizing that love. Love is the message that we have heard. Loving each other is so essential to the gospel. It is the message that you have heard from the beginning. This is a phrase that's commonly used throughout 1 John to really contrast uh, something else I taught on a, several weeks ago about false teachers, that um, the message, the fundamental message of Jesus was the necessity to love each other. Here also it's important to see that love is a command. This love one another is a daily action toward others without bias toward one another. In John 13 
1, verse 1 says this, Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of, his wor- out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Since love is a command, it doesn't depend on our feelings, and it doesn't depend on the circumstances around us. Um, and I, I love this, that, that this love that we have is a command. And, and it really to think about this and to help us look at this, I think it's important for us to look at these next few verses and these examples that, that John gives us here in First John is that this lack of brotherly love that we see through Cain and then this ultimate example of brotherly love through Jesus. So let's look at verses 12 through 15 together. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteousness. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. And we know that we have passed out of the depth into death into life because we love the brothers whoever does not love abides in death and everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him and this is a section where we see the source of this brotherly hatred which is the evil one with the source of this brotherly hatred being the evil one then we think about this action Cain's anger toward God and his brother resulted in murder And what began as jealousy and bitterness, it escalated to this physical expression of anger. So the source of brotherly hatred really came from the evil one and this action of murder. And then this reason why we see in verse 12 where it says um, his works were evil and his brothers righteous. The truth of God is offensive to those who practice sin. And then when we think about this experience of Christians, verses 13 through 15, now John applies Cain's example to to Christians in that the world, uh, expect the world to hate you. And I think these are really important things that the hate is, is opposite of love. And hate is not just an outward expression as we see here. It builds and it can escalate. And there's evidence. Is there evidence in me that where anger toward others leads to hatred and everyday hate leads to us not acting in a brotherly love that we see here in these verses. But as we see a, uh, a what the example of not having a brotherly love, having a brotherly hatred, we think about what is the ultimate definition of love, which we see here in verses 16, 17, and 18. We see Christ, while Cain was controlled by the by the devil, Jesus was humble, and he humbled himself, and he became like his brethren, and he, he gave himself. Love is laying down your life for others, as we see here in verse 16. Jesus is the definition of love. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us. Jesus first came to live among us. Then he laid aside his life to die in honor and glorify the Lord and forgive us of our sins. And this is much, uh, this is more than just a moment of sacrifice, but a life of sacrifice for the glory of the Lord and for our good. And this is love. Love is more than a grand act, but it is daily laying aside life. We also see here in verse 16 that we must love like Christ. The love of Jesus is more than a grand story. It is our model. 
It is the model of sacrificial love, of daily sacrificing that we should live. He is an example. In verse 17 and 18, John doesn't want us to think that loving like Jesus refers to just remote opportunity to literally die for someone, but gives us an example here, that he gives an example of Christ-like love of a brother in need. And we see that if a brother is in need, that we should we should help them. And we should meet, see those needs. We should open our heart and we should meet those needs. And this is a great example here of the ultimate love, the ultimate picture of love through Christ, but also a practical example for us to see the need of those around us and to meet that need. And this is John's example of brotherly love. And we have seen this command that we have to love one another in the example of hatred and the example of love here. And I want us to take just a few minutes and to think about some ways that we can love each other and those around us. I think I said there were 10 things, but actually nine things today that we want to look at that are our examples of brotherly love. And the first one is our daily obedience to the commandment. We should obey daily to love one another. Verse 11, for this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. John 13, 34 says this, and now I give you a commandment, love one another as I have loved you. 1 Peter 4, 8, above everything, love one another earnestly because love covers a multitude of sins. In Romans 13, 8, be under obligation to no one. The only obligation you have is to love one another. So we should obey daily. Of these nine things, the first thing is we should obey daily the command to love one another. Number two is that we should serve each other. We should we should serve each other daily. Be servant leaders with each other. First Peter four ten says, "As each has a, received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace." Mark 9.35 says this, And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. So number one, let's obey the command to love one another. Number two, let's serve each other. Number three, let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. Oftentimes we find ourselves in situations when we are frustrated internally. And I'm the chief of sinners of this, of frustrated with people around me because I sometimes am not patient and I am I admit to that and want to work on that. But as we learn more about what it is like to love one another, one of the things that we can change in our lives is we can give our fellow brothers and sisters the benefit of the doubt. Number four, we need to be praying for each other. James 5.16 says this, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has greater power as it is working. Let's really commit to pray to each other, pray for each other. I think oftentimes we, we don't do a great job of this. We often use our words and we say we're going to pray, but we fail with our action. Let's love each other by praying for each other. This is an action that we can make happen today. So number one, let's daily obey the command to love one another. And number two, let's serve each other. Three, let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. Number four, let's pray for each other. Number five, listen to each other. Listening is it requires us to be patient and humble. 
Philippians 2.3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Listening reflects our relationship with God. Let's listen to each other, and that is a way that we can love each other in brotherly love today. Number six, let's forgive one another. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Ephesians 4.32, Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Let's forgive one another. Number seven, assume the best in one another. Herbie, our executive director at Lifeline, does a great job of talking about this with us and 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 preached a, a message about this at our staff retreat about loving one another and assuming the best. When someone around us does not do exactly what we would want them to do or something that we think they may be malicious at, let's let's assume the best in them because as a brother in Christ and our sister in Christ, we should assume um, the best in them. They they most likely did not mean it malicious. It may have came across that way, but let's approach them in that situation. Let's talk to them about that situation and let's love them in that situation and assume the best in them so that we can get down to the bottom of any issues that we have and we can work together in love. Um, so number eight, let's be a noticer. My oldest son goes to a private Christian school, and they talk about this in his school, is that being a noticer is an important way that you can walk out your life, your daily life, and be uh, love each other with a brotherly love. Notice when someone is sad or happy. Notice when things are changing around you with people. Notice when someone needs encouragement today. Be a noticer. So number five was listen to each other. Number six was forgive each other. Number seven was assume the best in one another. Number eight was be a noticer. Number nine is a challenging one. Number nine is a challenging one is to confront a brother in love, Christian love that requires that we must at times confront one another about sin. And confronting can be one of the greatest forms of love that we show. And the purpose of confronting is to point to Jesus. Then confronting, when confronting, let's check our own heart. Let's pray and let's approach in love. These are some important things that we can do today is that we can obey the command to love each other. We can serve each other, forgive each other, give each other the benefit of the doubt. We can pray for one another. We can listen to each other, assume the best in one another. We can be a noticer. We can confront in love. And and this last thing I just want to leave us with is in all of this, let's love Christ above all. Uh, John Bloom from Desiring God talks about this in a great passage that he wrote, um, just a great little se- segment that I, that I read about some things that he wrote. And it um, just reads you the last section here. It says, uh, this is from John Bloom. It says, since the greatest and second commandments are involved in these things, we know they are important to God. So perhaps the best thing we can do today is take an honest, lingering look at the way we love others. Allow what we see to have its Philippians 2.12 on us and ask God what he would have us to do in response. Let's love each other 
But most of all today, let's love God. Thank you for joining us for the Defender Podcast. This week, we are praying for the country of Haiti. Haiti and our adoption programs and unadopted programs there and our friends and partners there. We want to pray for Phil Dare as our facilitator there and friend. We want to pray that God would continue to equip and strengthen him to serve vulnerable children and adoptive families. Today, we want to pray for IBESR, which is Haiti's central authority, as they manage all aspects of adoption in Haiti during the times of unrest there in Haiti. Today, we want to pray for Haiti and all the missionary contacts that we have in the midst of a lot of unrest there in Haiti. We want to pray for the possibility of church partnerships in the future. We want to pray for the ability to do caregiver training through Undopted all over Haiti. And we want to pray and just we want to thank the Lord for what he has done recently. Um, recently, we have seen two children come home to families. And these families have waited over five years in the Haiti process. And we want to thank the Lord for what he did to bring those families together with children that were in need of a family. And also want to pray for all the other children that are waiting for families today in Haiti. So we have several things to be praying for in Haiti today. And will you pray with us? And we just want to thank you. So let me end in a word of prayer. And then we will close out our time. But don't forget to to pray for Haiti. We want to remember brotherly love, to love each other today. And most of all, to love Christ in, uh, in everything that we do. Let's pray. God, we love you and we thank you. And we just want to ask you, Lord, to continue to guide and lead our time, lead our lives, Lord, even today as we think about brotherly love. And how can we love our brothers and sisters more effectively today? How can we love you more with our life today? And today we want to pray for Haiti and we want to thank you for all that you have already done. We want to thank you for these families and children. We want to thank you for Phil Dayer, for IBSR, Lord. And today we want to pray that more children would be able to be matched with families. And we want to pray that um, the process even for adoption would become more smooth. Lord, but so much unrest going on in Haiti today. And we want to pray for the protection of these children and the families. And we want to just pray for all of that unrest to uh, to settle down and let the ha- let the the Haitian people be able to focus and worship you today. We love you and we thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Defender Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Defender Bible Study. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Bible Study to make it easier for more people to find. For more resources and information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, please visit us at lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week for the Defender Bible Study.